So for uh, most bands and artists, there comes that point where you're touring more than you're in the studio and you've got some contractual obligations. So you need to release an album, uh, but you don't have any new material. So what do you do? Well, obviously, you release a live album. In this episode of The Eclectic Monk, I want to share five maybe obscure, maybe not, maybe you know them, but five live albums that I actually listen to. Because as we mostly know, live albums are crap. But these are good ones. Stick around. So there are there are live albums that we know and love. Frampton Comes Alive, great record. Almond Brothers, Live at the Fillmore, great record. You know, every now and then, magic is captured on tape. And uh, these live recordings just sound good. The production quality is good. The band was great that night or on the subsequent nights that it was recorded. Uh, and there's just something about a really good live recording that takes you back to the moment and uh, is fun to listen to. But all too often, live albums are kind of that we just needed a record real bad, and so we recorded a concert and we, we released it. Um, and there are some, some pretty bad pretty bad live albums. Or, I mean, maybe not bad is the word, but just mediocre, you know. I'd rather listen to the studio versions of certain records than listen to those live recordings that, eh, kind of rough in the long run. But there are some really good live albums. And so I just wanted to uh, just share with you some that that I listen to, live albums that I have found along the way that I uh, really enjoy. And some of them are more familiar and some of them are probably uh, kind of obscure. Uh, the first one uh, is from 1980. It's Super Tramp Paris. Uh, Super Tramp, one of those bands that I think is kind of overlooked a lot of times. Uh, and, uh, of course, I mean, they had a, a huge string of hits, and Breakfast in America was a, a huge album for them. Uh, so when you hear them, they, they're a very unique sound. But this particular live album introduced me to... Super Tramp. I, I actually bought the live album before I had anything else of theirs. And uh, when I was rebuilding my record collection, it was one that I was looking for because it's it's like a greatest hits album. And I actually enjoy like the live version of Long Way Home better than the album version. And that's unique. That's unusual. It doesn't usually happen that way. But uh, Super Tramp, uh, it's a double album. Uh, it was released in 1980. Uh, it was recorded in 79. Uh, and it was the final uh, couple of concerts of their world tour in Paris that were recorded. And you can tell the band was tight. They'd been playing these sets for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, there's something that happens with a band when they get to that last couple of shows. The energy level is just increased where they just give everything they've got. The audience is into it. And the uh, production quality on this album is just particularly good. It sounds 
it sounds fantastic. And the truth is, now for a lot of live albums, they will record it live, and then they may go into the studio and, and kind of fix some things. And I believe some of that happened with this Super Trap uh, Paris album. Uh, but it's not distracting at all. It just is a nice sounding record and definitely, definitely worth picking up. If, if you uh, have never really owned a Super Tramp album or maybe you own Breakfast in America uh, or In the Quietest Moment or, or a couple of their other records, um, this is an album that is definitely worth having because this is a band that uh, is kind of on that line between prog and jazz and rock and roll. They kind of do a little bit of everything and I think needs to be rediscovered by a lot of people. Super Tramp Paris is a good live album, and I listen to this record pretty frequently. Another album uh, by Jimmy Buffett, 1978's You Had to Be There. Uh, this album is particularly fun for me because my brother was actually at the Fox Theater when they recorded the live recordings of this record, so I have a kind of a personal connection uh, with this album. But again, the the um, the recording uh, is is just good, the quality, and, and knowing that it's recorded live, mostly live, at the uh, Fox Theater in Atlanta. It was uh, some of it recorded in Miami, but, uh, you know, I've been to the Fox many, many times. It is a fantastic venue to go watch a concert in. If you ever come to Atlanta and you get a chance to go to the Fox Theater, you need to do it. It's beautiful. It's really cool. Uh, in 1978, it was ratty. <laughs> it was falling apart. They were actually thinking about tearing it down to build a parking lot. That is a true story that I should tell sometime. But uh, the Fox is a great place. The sound in there is great. It's a, it's a nice, small venue. And uh, Jimmy Buffett was just on fire. He actually was on stage with a broken leg. Uh, and uh, you can tell that, again, this was a band that enjoyed the music they were playing and the the quality of the recording is uh and the sound of this record is really really good it's a greatest hits album from jimmy buffett i was released right after son of a son of a sailor had come out before the volcano album hit and was released and uh so it kind of captures that perfect late 70s moment for buffett uh subsequently i know he's released like you know 14 other live records uh, but this one, if you're going to look for a Jimmy Buffett live album, You Had to Be There from 1978 is the album you want to get. It's a really good record. And I listen to this record pretty frequently. Uh, the third one on my list uh, is from Elton John. And Elton John released, uh, it's 11-17-70 is the title of the album. Uh, it's a live recording. It's actually was recorded live in the A&R Radio Studio. It's a small studio audience. It was in New York. Uh, it was uh, Elton John and uh, a couple of guys. Uh, I believe it was just the bass player, and the guitar player, and Elton John sitting down in this tiny little space uh, broadcasting live in New York City. It's right before Elton John becomes a household name. He's fixing to go out to play the Troubadour in California, where he gets a whole lot of publicity and is just catapulted uh, to superstardom. Uh, and so the energy of this recording is incredible. Uh, of course, the, the, the music and the lyrics are great because Elton John and Bertie Toppin are, uh, were such a great writing team. Uh, the band is loose and tight. 
And uh, at the same time, you know, by that I mean that that they're playing together really well, but there are also a lot of improvisation going on. You can tell they were just having a great time sitting in this little room, playing, just tearing it up. And uh, and it's a great, great record. Uh, and so, again, uh, I, I don't know how you feel about Elton John. I love Elton John from 1969 to 1975. I think he was fantastic. Uh, and then he went to crap. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. That's another story, too. Elton John's live album, 11-17-70. Or if you get the European version, it's 17-11-70 because they uh, record dates a different way than we do. That is a really, really good record. And I listen to this album quite a few times every month. I will pull this one out and listen to it because it's just so much fun. So, Super Tramp Paris from 1980, Jimmy Buffett, You Had to Be There from 1978, Elton John, 11, 17, 70, actually released in April of 71. Three fantastic live albums that uh, if you've overlooked them, you need to pick them up. And I've got two more that I'm going to share with you in just a moment. So, hang tight. We're almost there. We already mentioned the Allman Brothers live at the Fillmore East, which is a quintessential live album. It probably made the Allman Brothers' career, really. Uh, and then, of course, Dwayne Allman died not long after the release of that record. But in 1976, they put out another live album. It's called Wipe the Windows, Check the Oil, Dollar Gas. Maybe the longest album title of all time. Uh, but this is a really good record. It shows uh, first what, just what survivors this band was. And, and they were they were obviously sober the night <laughs> that they recorded this. Um, Dwayne Allman is notorious, uh, in the mid-70s, was notorious for showing up hammered and unable to perform or, or you know, laying on his back and moaning a lot. But uh, this particular recording uh, was really, really good. And uh, Dickie Betts is, is especially is especially impressive. Uh, in memory of Elizabeth Reed, which is this great instrumental song, is actually, I think it's side three, the entire side three of this uh, two-album set is that song. And uh, it's worth buying the album for side three alone. I, I put that side on and listen to it a lot because it's, it's, so, it's just so good. And the Allman Brothers are one of those bands that uh, that I love. Uh, the older I get and the more I listen to them, the more I explore their music, the more I really, really appreciate uh, how they took uh, the blues and and just owned it uh, in a way that only a bunch of guys from Macon, Georgia can do. And um, so I love the Allman Brothers and Wipe the Windows, Check the Oil, Dollar Gas is a live album uh, that you should get because again uh, there's not a bad song on it uh, they play the hits uh, 1976 same year that Frampton Comes Alive came out um, and it was um, just one of those great records that I picked up for a couple of bucks and am so glad that I have this record in my collection uh, because while it's not it doesn't have the energy of uh, live at Fillmore East. It doesn't have Dwayne, 
uh, on guitar. But it shows how this band rose up out of that tragedy, pulled themselves together, kept going, and I think it's a testimony to uh, the power of the music and, and just the, the incredible um, talent that the band had. It was Allman Brothers were more than Dwayne. They were more than Greg. It was a group of guys who really, really knew what they were doing, and uh, they just really take it to a, a great level. This is a fun record, uh, and musically is just a, a pleasure to listen to. You should have this one in your collection. My last live album is actually one I picked up at a uh, thrift store. I found it for, I think, a dollar, and I bought it because it said Donovan. And I was looking for some Donovan. Uh, I find Donovan just such an interesting character. Uh, I, I love his music. Uh, I, I When you listen to his interviews and stuff, he was just such a, a, a fascinating man. And, and kind of the quintessential 60s music guru, right? And so this album from 1968, Donovan in Concert, is released. And um, you pull it out, and it's got... It's a really laid-back, jazzy album recorded at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, and it has, I think, um, one hit song, one well-known song on it. Uh, Mellow Yellow, I believe, is the only well-known radio hit that's on this record. And yet, it's compelling. I, 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 you put it on, uh, it's, it's a very stripped-down uh, band. He's, he's got a, a guy playing flute, he's a bass player, a guitarist, a drummer, and, and Donovan on stage. And that's it. it it's just this really, really um, unique record that captures this very unique moment in time. Uh, and, and, and what, you know, like I said, usually uh, when a live album is released, it's, it's play the hits, play them live, uh, repackage the same old thing. And this one, this album is, is Donovan just showing what, and again, an incredible performer he was, how talented his band was, and, and laying down what is just, to me, a, a super mellow, pleasurable 45 minutes. Uh, because of course that's it's a it's a single album. It's not a double. It's a single album. It's just two sides, um, but it's it's so cool. And he actually has his dad introduce him at the beginning of the show, uh, and uh, it, it's 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 a really really neat record. I love it. I listen to this album a lot. Uh, I'll come home uh, after a hard day of work. I want something kind of chill to listen to. And Donovan Live in Concert is, is one of my go-to relaxation records. So, again, you should get this one. If you see it, pick it up. It is definitely worth having in your collection. And maybe Donovan is not on your radar as artist to, uh, to listen to, uh, but he really, really was a cool guy. 
and his music is uh is definitely part of the uh of the soundtrack of our lives those of us who were born in the 60s and grew up uh, in the 60s and 70s donovan is there in uh, a lot of different places he, he was so much fun so that's my five kind of offbeat live albums that i actually listened to super tramp paris jimmy buffett you had to be there elton john 11 17 70 almond brothers wipe the windows check the oil dollar gas and Donovan in concert. I hope some of these surprised you. And I hope that you'll go out and you'll explore them because I think you're going to find each and every one of these records is definitely worth your time. Well, guys, I appreciate you hanging out with me. Until we come together again, travel well, and God bless. Thank you for listening to The Eclectic Monk. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, I appreciate it if you would like it on whatever uh, site you're listening to. And go ahead and subscribe and review the podcast. That would really help me out. Uh, those of you who are interested in knowing more about uh, me and what's going on in my world, check out TheEclecticMonk.com and you can get a little bit more insight and see some more content and figure out where we're going with this thing. Uh, And until the next time we gather together, safe travels. God bless.